Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 32 of Believe in Betting LA brings us to the very final football game of the season. We're going to give a little sneak preview of our best bets for the Super Bowl before we come out with our entire Super Bowl show next week. We're also going to talk about the Lakers and we're going to talk about USC hoops in action, both of them, tomorrow. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can follow me on Twitter at smaxwell713. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chris Lewert. You can follow him on Twitter at Rock. Of course, he's of Stag Capital. You can follow them on Twitter at Stag Cap. Let's bring in my co-host. How are you doing this fine evening, Chris? I'm doing well. You know what the sports equivalent of Christmas decorations going up in September is? Talking about the Super Bowl in November? No, talking about the Masters oh, in the, the middle of G- Like, get the hell out of here with Masters talk. Like, give me <laughs> a break. Sports. They always have that, like, that one commercial where it's just like a shot of all the greens with like, the soft yeah. music, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. we get, get it. Masters get is great, but like... Yeah. It's yeah. Super Bowl season. We haven't even yeah. done our taxes yet, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Let's, let's get, relax. Get about. the hell out of here with your Christmas decorations and stuff. However, if you do want to start previewing March Madness and you want to start playing the CBS March Madness theme, that I'm okay with. I mean, that that is just the best theme song in the history of the world. So, Well, I don't know about you, but One Shining Moment is my ringtone. I just I live, eat, breathe that song. One Shining Moment's great as well, for sure. All, all part of the fun of March Madness. Once again, this is episode 32 of Believe in Betting LA. We're going to get back to our roots. We're going to talk some Los Angeles-based betting. Both the Lakers and the USC men's basketball team are in action tomorrow. So we'll have lines and previews and best bets for both of those games. Just some administrative stuff here. We're available wherever you choose to get your podcast from. This is, of course, on the Believe Podcast Network. You can find all the great Believe podcasts at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can download this podcast. You can subscribe to it. You can rate us and review us at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. And, of course, we will take any feedback to heart. Now, we're on to the final football game of the season here, Chris. We're recording this Friday evening, January 24th. It's always a bitter truth after Championship Sunday, but there's only one football game remaining of the season, of course. And that will – well, I guess we can count XFL – and that's not going to be necessarily true, my statement I just made. Of NFL and college football, however, we do only have the one game, which will, of course, be next weekend. 49ers and Chiefs both come out victorious from Championship Sunday. How do we do? Well, I went 0-2 last week. I actually thought the Packers were going to make that game interesting. They did not. And I did think, of course, that uh, the Chiefs were going to win. But I thought it was going to be a lower-scoring game. It also was not. So I went 0-2 last week. That finishes me, or right now, my overall football season record, 54, 56, and 2. I have not had a very good postseason. I did have a very good college postseason. Uh, meanwhile, Chris has had a very, very good year. I'll let you tell us how you did last Sunday. Well, I did awful on Championship Sunday, but the previous two weeks in the wild card of the divisional round, I was I was scorching hot. So a reversion yeah, a reversion to the mean. Uh, certainly, I thought we were going to have a, a, a bit of a lower scoring uh, Chiefs game as well. Uh, didn't actually quite expect the Titans to kind of put up as many points as they did. Um, and the Packers, I want to strangle 
LaFleur in his. I haven't seen very a thousand. Paired. I, that, was, that was a very, yes. very a snapshot of kind of what we think of Matt LaFleur right now. I mean, 13-3 rookie season for him, but they look just so ill-prepared. Yeah, well, wildly. And I haven't seen a thousand-yard stare like that from a head coach since Lovey Smith uh, of the Bears. And it was, I High think, the, yes, it was the, the third or fourth series, and it was like third and eight. And Rodgers, exact play. Yes, Rodgers was had just been running for his damn life, and Rodgers was like, just had the look of, I'm gonna die today. Uh, Everybody on the 49ers sideline was like high fiving each other because they were dominating and having fun, and Lafleur just staring into space, like looking at his play sheet, unable to get away from his, you know, 25 scripted plays to start the game. Just didn't know what to do. Um, It's. I thought as embarrassing as is kind of a look for a head coach as you can get, uh, clearly showing his age and just completely unable uh, to do anything that the 49ers threw at him, which seems ridiculous. What is the 49ers have the best pass rush in the NFL? Why are you trying to throw the ball 38 times a game? Aaron Jones is pretty good. Like the fact that he had 12 carries in that game uh, is, is disgusting. Uh, and he should be he should be embarrassed about that. I guess he did come out and say uh, the headline was, of course, that he was upset with his team. But what got buried in that is he also said he was upset with himself. But uh, basically three minutes into that game, my Packers plus four and a half was lost. And uh, I could have changed the channel if I wasn't enjoying watching the Packers. Well, I lost money. Uh, I enjoyed watching them crash and burn on national TV. You know, for how much fun and excitement and competitiveness we saw from the first two weekends of NFL playoffs, I mean, this last weekend was just dreadful. Both those games, uh, I mean, you look, Chiefs-Titans were good for, let's say, a quarter, quarter and, and a half, half yeah. or so. Yeah. Very exciting. But then at, at some point, you knew this game was over. Uh, and then, of course, the Niners game, Niners and Packers, that was over really like mid-first yep. quarter. I mean, yeah, seriously. You, you brought up a third and eight play. I actually thought you were talking about a different play. Uh, I'm talking about the third and eight. I think it was on the first series for the 49ers. It was a third and eight draw run play that they went to the left side. It opened up. They scored a touchdown very easily. And that was just Kyle Shanahan knowing Mike Patton's techniques and tendencies. They sent an all-out bridge pressure on third and eight, expecting them to throw the ball. Just a perfect play call, the perfect play design, and the perfect execution sprung. Marie Mostert, an undrafted free agent that's been cut seven times into the end zone for one of four touchdowns. He is playing exceptionally well right now. And it just kind of shows you, you don't need to pay running backs. You don't need to draft him in the first right. or second round because you can find a guy like Raheem Mostert who, you know, was a track athlete, was very good at Purdue, has been a very good preseason player for a long time. You know, it's it's difficult to find someone this talented off the scrap heap, but it's very easy to find someone that's that's doable. You can plug in and play. Matt Breida comes to mind as well for the yep. Niners. He was a later round draft pick. And they lost Kevin Coleman. He probably will not play with a dislocated shoulder, I believe. And they're still just fine because they have Raheem Mostert and Matt Breed. Of course, they have Kyle Juszczyk there as well. So we have our Super Bowl matchup, and it's a dandy. The San Francisco 49ers are playing the Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to talk about just some brief initial bets that caught us caught our eye. But first, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors for the day. That, of course, is 8sleep.com. Let's talk about sleep here, Chris. We need eight hours of sleep. I only got four hours of sleep on Wednesday. How did my Thursday go? Well, it went really poorly because you need at least eight hours of sleep. Straight up. And one of sleep's biggest problems, of course, is temperature. It's really difficult to get good sleep if you're too hot or you're too cold. It's our pleasure to introduce The Pod by 8Sleep. You've heard us talk about it before. You're going to hear us talk about it again. The Pod is a high-tech bed 
Designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness, it combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. The best part about this bed, Chris, besides it being very comfortable, is it actually learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically. So if you like it hot, your girl likes it cold, whoever you sleep next to, you can have it both at the same time in a very comfortable bed. And for the next week, you can get $200 off your pod and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500. That is $500 more, Chris. It's in your pocket to bet on the Super Bowl. You can only get this deal at 8sleep.com slash pro. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro. 8sleep.com slash pro. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Super Bowl matchup here. We're seeing early lines here, Chris, that are very, very close. This is how good of a game the odds makers think it's going to be. I'm seeing 49ers as one-point underdogs. The over-under we were talking about before the game, surprisingly a little bit low. We're seeing at 50 and 51 and a half. Give me just some initial thoughts here. What are, what are some bets that kind of stick out to you? We don't have to break down any of the, the crazy ones, any of the crazy props, player props, anything like that. Just early look ahead here. Is there anything you're getting your money down on this week? Yeah, I think if you're a Chiefs believer, and I happen to be, uh, although I think it's going to be a great game, and by by no means do I think it's a shoo-in, I can see Chiefs right now minus 1, minus 112. That's going to be a good price. I honestly think that's going to get a lot worse. I think it's going to be minus 115, minus 118, minus 120, and you'll probably get the occasional site that'll be like minus 125 uh, as the game goes on, because I think the media is, it's going to be Mahomes City. I think they're just going to be talking about that ad nauseum, uh, you know, generational talent, Hall of Famer and all that. And I believe he is all those things, but the public is going to put their money down on those. So if you are a Chiefs believer, I would get in now while the getting's good, because I think, I think, I think, I think the price is going to get worse. But if you're a Niners fan, hang tight, because I think you're going to get a little bit better value. I completely agree with you in terms of the timing of the bets, but I disagree with you on where I'm going to put down my money. If you look historically at this game, Chris, Almost every single time the Super Bowl winner has one thing in common, and that's a team with a better defense. And the Chiefs, while they've overachieved all season, do not have an excellent defense. The Niners do have an exceptional defense, and they've played a couple of good offenses this postseason, and they've shut down both the Packers and the Vikings. This Niners pass rush is ferocious at all three levels of the defense. They have talent. They have a great corner in Richard Sherman who, you know, got into that little Twitter war with Darrell Rivas, and it's true. He only does typically say to one side of the field, but, you know, he's going to be able to slow down this team. And I really just think the pass rush of the Niners is going to get to Mahomes. And you're seeing it, and you mentioned this. Joe Public always does this. The sexier team with the better quarterback, with the better offense, almost always takes more public money, which is why I really like the Niners in this Super Bowl. So I do agree with you. In terms of waiting on the Niners, though, right now, if you can get a tease at plus seven and over 45 or 45 and a half, I like that as well. And I also really like Niners first quarter plus a half a point. We've seen back to back game. The Chiefs come out very slow. They got down, of course, 24 nothing against Houston in the divisional round and 10 nothing against Tennessee. So they, for whatever reason, have not been able to score on their first couple of drives. So those are the bets that I would feel comfortable putting down now, but I do really like Niners money line in this game. And I think you're going to get a nice price here uh, come sometime next weekend uh, after a lot of people watch Patrick Mahomes highlights and put money down on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. I think I don't really think we're going to see really any sort of coaching advantage in this match. If you're seeing one of the best young minds in the league and Kyle Shanahan with a very good defensive mind, Robert Sala. And on the other side, you're seeing two kind of older grizzly veterans. And of course, Andy Reid 
taking his second franchise to a Super Bowl. He took the Eagles back. I think it was 03 or 04 when they lost to the Patriots. Yeah, and then Steve, Steve Spagnola runs their defense, of course, former New York Giants head coach, and he's been around for a very, very long time. So great coaching staffs. I don't think you're going to see an advantage there. I don't think you're going to see a travel advantage for either of these two teams or a, or a team a fan advantage. So we're going to have to look at this just team to team. So we're going to talk about this a lot more. We're going to have a comprehensive Super Bowl episode next week where we pick, you know, a couple dozen favorite of our bets, including the fun ones, which is what colors the Gatorade and so, over yeah. under the national anthem and player Point props. Flip. <laughs> it is as fun as it possibly gets. We're going to break down those bets sometime next week. So stay tuned for that. In the interim, Chris, we're going to move on to the association where the Los Angeles Lakers are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers tomorrow. <clears throat> this game is at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time from Philadelphia. We're seeing an early line here of Lakers minus four and a half. Joel Embiid and Josh Richardson are out for the Sixers. And Anthony Davis is questionable for this game. I know this is not the strongest line since it's a full day ahead of time tomorrow, about 23 hours before tip for that one. However, what are your thoughts here? Lakers at Sixers. Yeah, this feels like a rest day uh, for Davis. And if he does play, maybe like a half a game sort of thing, just because Embiid is out. Um, <clears throat> actually, I think Philadelphia's kind of looked better uh, without him. Simmons and Embiid just don't don't drive. It doesn't seem like their personalities drive and their play style doesn't because Simmons isn't a jump shooter. He wants to get in the lane, uh, and that's where Embiid is. Yep, just clogging it up, clogging up the lane. Um, that said, uh, I think the Lakers uh, so far, and I've been impressed with this, especially because my historical feeling on LeBron is that he coasts and he coasts and he coasts. Um, he's come out firing this year at the beginning of the year, which I think was smart. Um, and I think there's going to be an opportunity here with uh, Philly kind of at half superstar strength. Um, and I like I like the Lakers right now. And, and depending on what your money line price can be, if it's not too horrible, you know, maybe a minus 120. Uh, I wouldn't hate, hate a, a Lakers money line, but. Lakers are on this road trip right now. This is the fifth of a five-game road trip on the East Coast. They got clobbered in the first game on Monday against Boston, uh, and then they've since beaten both the Knicks and the Knicks. Excuse me, it's only a it, – it is a five-game one. The first game was yep. in Houston. So they've won three of four games in the road so far. That one loss, though, was obviously a huge blowout. Now, normally this would be, you know, in a vacuum, this would be Slam City on the Lakers. Only four and a half taking on a good but not great 76er team without their best player in Joel Embiid. And then, of course, a very good role player who in Josh Richardson, who just suffered a hamstring strain, is going to be out probably to about the all-star break. However, there's a couple of factors here that make me a little weary of taking the Lakers. Number one, they've been on the road for a long time. They seemingly had a night off and a day off in New York City, which is kind of the equivalent <laughs> of teams coming and playing both the Clippers and Lakers, almost always they do not cover that second game in Los Angeles for very obvious reasons that we don't need to point out. Number two, Anthony Davis may not play tomorrow. There's really no reason to force him at this point. The Lakers are, of course, you know, uh, Western Conference best 36-9 and nine in their record. Joel Embiid is out. They could very easily rest Anthony Davis, or as you mentioned, uh, limit his minutes tomorrow. That affects the line. So it's 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 you know disadvantageous to take it right now if you're going to take the Lakers, not knowing if Anthony Davis is going to play tomorrow. The third factor is there is a looming showdown with the Clippers back home in Los Angeles on Tuesday. So this could be a trap game for the Lakers as they're looking ahead to playing their in-arena rival, which they've gotten beat by twice so far this season. All three of those things make me weary of taking the Lakers. However, 
push comes to shove, I'm still going to take this Lakers team either minus four and a half or that money line. I don't love it. So I'm just going to lean here, but I can't fathom taking the Sixer team that despite, as you mentioned, has played better potentially without Joel Embiid. They're still, you know, missing their best player. And Josh Richardson is a very good player as well. Yep. He's a role player and he's a player that, that would probably defend uh, LeBron James a little bit in this game. So uh, this is not what I'm really excited to put my money on. But uh, given the context of this pod, we are discussing the Lakers and I'm going to go ahead and take the Lakers here at minus four and a half. Now, we're going to move on. We're going to talk some college hoops here with the Trojans in the state of Oregon this week and taking on Oregon State. But first, let's talk about our, our second sponsor of the day, and that's my bookie. And, of course, do you want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? The answer is an astounding exclamation mark of a yes. Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. My bookie, as you all know, is one of the most trusted sports picks in the industry. If football is not your thing, do not tune in next week when we exclusively talk about <laughs> football. But no worries. My bookie's got it all from the NBA to college basketball to the Premier League. My bookie, of course, has the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and very important, a helpful 24-7 customer service team. The best part of this is you can get right now. My bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you put in two Gs, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with with the Super Bowl next week. All you have to do is use our promo code BLV. That's Bravo, Bravo Lima Victor. Of course, that's for Believe to activate this offer. Once again, the promo code is BLV to get your cash from my bookie at mybookie.ag. Bet, win, and get paid. All right, so we're moving on. We're talking about Pac-12 basketball. The USC Trojans are still have a very good record. They're 15 and 4 overall, 4 and 2 in conference. Are taking on the 12 and 7 and 2 and 5 in Pac-12 Oregon State Beavers. This one's tomorrow, Chris, Saturday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific time from Gill Coliseum in Corvallis, Oregon. The Trojans, of course, are coming off a tough 79 to 70 double overtime loss, a very important game to them uh, in Eugene, taking on the Oregon Ducks. They had a four point lead with about a minute and change to go. The first overtime was close. The second overtime, they, of course, were blown out. So the Trojans here are two and a half road dogs. The total in this game is 141. What are your thoughts here, Chris? Trojans at Beavers. Yeah, it's uh, not something I do a ton, but I was actually live betting that SC-Oregon game and <clears throat> was on SC, was on SC, was on SC, was on SC, was licking my chops, was on SC, was really excited about SC, and then it went to overtime, and uh, I hedged completely out of it. Um, All right, so you, think, made, you made some money then, it sounds like. Yeah, I got well, I got lucky, and um, I think it was Oregon went to, like, they were down two or three, maybe. Uh, with like two minutes left in the first overtime and, and they jumped up to like plus 140 uh, and I immediately started hedging out of my my SCs uh, right there but uh, that was a that was a tough game that's a killer game to go double overtime to a team like that that's a statement win that's your that's on your uh, your March Madness resume um, that you can get so that that's a hard one but uh, I'm assuming the team just stayed in Oregon because they had a game you know 36 hours later uh, and there, there shouldn't be a travel fatigue here I don't think um, I like right now I'm looking at a, a line that has SC plus two half minus one Oh five. That's pretty appealing to me. I think SC, you know, I think a lot of people can get down after a double overtime loss like that, but, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say they're going to gain confidence from it. They're going to come out, uh, and they're going to play hard against Oregon state. And I think they're actually going to win. I completely agree with you here. I think this is a prime bounce back spot for the Trojans. I think if anything, you're going to look at this and say, Hey, 
we're a pretty damn good team. We could take on, you know, what, what most people perceive to be the standard of the Pac-12 this year, a very veteran season team in the Oregon Ducks. They almost beat them a couple of different times. And if you look at the Beavers here, Chris, after an 11-3 and start, they've lost four of their last five games, all conference, including Thursday night to the UCLA Bruins, 62-58. to They're led by the coach's son, Trez Tinkle. Wayne Tinkle, of course, is their head coach. And this team could definitely score some points. So that over is a little bit appealing because we know the Trojans can certainly score and light up the gym. Uh, but I like the Trojans here, not just plus two and a half. I like the money line as well. I think this is a, a nice bounce box spot. I think they know they need it. They have a great record in 15-4, and four, of course. They have not had a lot of primetime wins. They need to pick up a lot of wins because they're not going to have many opportunities at really changing the perception of this team. And uh, they're definitely not in any danger, I don't think, of missing the tournament. But they do want to make sure they're respected and get a good seed. And so these types of games are the ones that they need to turn around and win here. I don't have any concern about them being fatigued from the double overtime game. Uh, there's no travel fatigue, as you said. They've been in the state of Oregon uh, probably since Thursday, or probably probably since Wednesday evening, the yep. day before they took on Oregon. So I like the Trojans here to get their 16th win of the season. So I'm going to take them outright to win. Timmy Trojans, Moneyline, fight on. Let's talk about just kind of real briefly here, both the Clippers and the UCLA Bruins. They both play on Sunday, so we don't have a line here. But first, just want to bring up my bookie again, just because we love them so much. We want to talk about them one more time. And, of course, the Super Bowl guys – can't say it enough. We're nine days away from the final football game of the season. If you're going to bet on any game of the entire sports calendar, do it on the damn Super Bowl. You're going to be there with your friends and family. You're going to want things to talk about. You're going to want things to root for. That's what we bet on the sports in the Super Bowl. And, of course, we have a lot of great lines up on my bookie. So head on over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. As we mentioned, they have all kinds of great things there if you don't want to just bet on um, football or Super Bowl, they have the NBA, they have college basketball, they got Premier League, they've got everything you could possibly want to bet on, and of course, they have the fastest payouts and the best promotions, and most importantly, a very helpful customer service team that is available to you 24-7. The best news is, and I can't stress this enough, you have to take advantage of these kinds of offers because they don't always happen. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway and that's all the way up to 1,000 big ones. That means if you deposit two Gs, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just go to mybookie.ag, use our promo code BLV to activate this offer. Again, that's BLV for believe to get your extra cash from mybookie. Bet, win, and get paid. And yeah, listening audience out there, those sign-up bonuses are big. So if you don't have the full, if you can't get the full amount, I would talk to your buddy. Talk to your buddy that places some bets and say, hey guys, let's pull this together. Uh, let's get this full bonus because that stuff matters. You bet the length of the football season and you unlock that bonus and it's it's like putting your money in a 401k, man. It's free cash. <laughs> so so take advantage of it. They're giving it, it actually away, is, It actually is free cash. Like literally, they're offering you free cash just to deposit. So... It's a great bet, and uh, yeah, go ahead and use BLV on mybookie.ag. That rhyme that I even intended to. That's how good we are reading these <laughs> reads here. All right, let's talk about the Clippers first and foremost. The Clippers went through a little bit of a rush stretch, as we talked about in our last podcast. Since then, they've actually won four of their last five. They lost on Wednesday to the Hawks. They're actually playing one of the darlings of the East this year, Miami, on the road right now. They're in the midst of a uh, six-game East Coast road trip. Well, sorry. Five of those games are on the East Coast, and one of them is at Staples Center where they take on the Lakers. As we mentioned, they're taking on their in-arena rival on Tuesday. The Clippers have been playing some good ball here. They're trying to get back on track. I definitely want to talk about that Laker game, of course. 
on Tuesday. But first, the Clippers are playing Friday evening against the Heat. And then Sunday, they're playing the Orlando Magic before traveling back to the West Coast. Just give me some general thoughts here on how you're betting the Clippers. Anything you're looking for in that game on Orlando, if you can find the right odds. You know, I would say it's take a look at where you so when the line moves like let's say it's not even let's say it's not minus 110 on both sides if it's something like a like a Kawhi Leonard prop uh especially after big games so if you see Kawhi have a game you know he doesn't play back-to-backs but let's say a day or two before he has 34 points right you'll often see those prop bets get spiked up a little bit so instead of you know a Kawhi over under recency bias is that that that's right recency bias is if you can believe it it's a thing um and I tend to fade those because they just don't, you know, I'll see nuts. Like I see a Giannis um, points that are like 34 half and like, yeah, the guy can score 34 half, no sweat. He'll put up 40 if he wants to every game. But at some point those numbers start to get crazy, especially uh, in the NBA where, where you're not getting um, the same guy going to the hoop every time. It's, you know, whoever's open from the three point line. So just take, take a look and see if you can get good prices on those props. As far as the game goes against the Magic, um, I wonder. I, I there, there was the minor kind of there's drama in the Clipper locker room, and some of the role playing guys and contract years are upset that George and Kawhi get preferential treatment. Well, like no kidding, of course they get preferential treatment. They're that, making by the way that, that has been refuted by a couple of players. I don't know the validity. Oh. It comes from a very trusted athletic source, the Clippers, but of course publicly they're going to say. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, so I guess my, my point about all that is I would say that's overblown. Uh, I think that's obvious that those guys are going to be able to do what they want to do when they want to do it. Uh, if I'm a Montrez Harrell, okay, great. I love that George and Kawhi are sitting down. I, I, I'm not going to care if we win or lose. I'm going to get my points. I'm going to get my rebounds. I'm going to get my assists. So at the end of the year, I'm in a contract year. Somebody looks at a piece of paper and says, oh, he had a great year this year. You know, he he averaged two more points. So uh, don't, I guess I wouldn't believe anything you're reading in the news. I wouldn't take that into effect that the team doesn't like each other and they're not going to play well. Um, and again, if the price is right and you're feeling good about the Clippers, take them. Don't hesitate for a second because of the drama you're reading in the news. Definitely. You get a little bit of, uh, of a discount by yep. that kind of publicity. All right, let's pivot. And now let's move on. Let's talk about the UCLA fighting Bruins. And uh, you were uh, you were down on this on this Bruins program and team the last time we spoke. Since then, they've gone 2-0. They've given up a grand total of 98 points. You're seeing this Mick Cronin program kind of come to fruition here. They're playing tremendous defense, which, of course, is how you win in college basketball consistently. They're taking on... The number 12 Oregon Ducks here on Sunday afternoon, of course, we talked about it. Oregon is coming off the double overtime victory against the Trojans on Thursday evening. Any thoughts here? We don't have a line for this one, but anything you're looking for, Bruins Ducks on Sunday. I'd say, look, just as I say, don't believe in the recency bias. Uh, it feels like the coach's message is getting through and defense is what they're going to rely on. Like defense is one of those. You hear this in high school sports all the time, right? Like defense, uh, it's an after travel, right? Yeah, defense travels. It doesn't. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't require, uh, you know, any luck or, or any practice. Like you could play defense all the time. It doesn't matter how your shooting night is sort of thing. Right. So I'd look for that to continue, uh, shop those over unders, especially first half owned or under. Sometimes you can get a nice price on, um, oftentimes books, they should, I would think have the same odds or split it between the total, but sometimes they don't. Um, mm-hmm. so shop around for those things. Uh, and I look for UCLA to continue to play good defense if that's what's got them this far. And I'm only down on the program from the outside perspective. Uh, everybody needs to understand that this, this program needs to be rebuilt. It's not 25 years ago. Give them a minute, right? Like let them build a program, let them build a culture. 
Exactly. And it's a tough transition into a defensive minded team. And look, for if it's come, if, if anything I've learned from defensive minded teams and how to bet them, and I'm a Badger fan, so I know a lot about defensive minded <laughs> about defense? teams. Yeah, I know <laughs> a lot about low scoring games, man. I've seen a lot of games in the 40s before. Usually it's that first half that you can get uh, a, a nice number, as you mentioned. They, they sometimes, it's not like football, the second half will be weighted all the time. Sometimes it is, but it isn't always. So you can usually get good lines in the first half or this first four minutes, sometimes you can get good good unders as well. So that's how I would try to bet this team. And sometimes it gets so low to the point where you actually have to bet the over on these teams because it, it's just so standard to say, okay, well, they're going to play a 50 to 48 game. We have to get the under in. And then all of a sudden, you know, they have a hot game or they're playing a, an offensive-minded team that pushes the ball and they get out of their comfort zone. And then obviously the over goes as well. So it's difficult to know how to bet teams that, that you know, slow down the pace and limit the possessions. But those are two pretty good pieces of advice on how to bet as a program and a team like UCLA. All right. Well, any final thoughts here, Chris, on episode 32 of Believe in Betting LA? Get ready, everybody. Get those get those uh, pennies pinched. Get them, get them ready to go because uh, we got Gatorade colors and over-unders and flyovers and choppers and uh, is it going to yeah. rain? Bets. we got, <laughs> we got to be placing money on weather here, folks. So, uh, so get ready. And this is obviously the first weekend, and without football, unless you count the Pro Bowl, of course, there's a reason why we did not mention that on this podcast until now. It's because no one watches it, and no one's going to bet on it. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting weekend. I was making plans this weekend, and I'm like, wow, there's so much more time in the yep. day without football. I mean, this is insane. What do we do? All right, guys. Well, that was episode 32 of Believe in Betting LA. As I mentioned, tune in next week for a very special Super Bowl edition of Believe in Betting LA. We're going to break down... Many, many dozen bets, our favorite bets across the board from the game to the quarters to the props to the fun props. It's going to be a fun episode, so we'll see you guys next week for that one. For the Bleep Podcast Network, for Stag Capital, for Chris Lewert, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening. See you guys next time. Twenty twenty, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than one hundred of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.